This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide issue that affects you. And it is campaign season in Michigan. The August 4th primary is coming up very quickly right now. And this is usually the time of a campaign cycle when you would see candidates out there knocking on doors, shaking hands, kissing babies, basically doing all of those things that you shouldn't be doing during a global pandemic, which is what we are currently in the middle of. Yes, and that means that candidates are completely rethinking how campaigns operate. Uh, I've heard a lot from people recently who work in politics and on campaigns about the huge challenge that this represents, especially for more local campaigns where name recognition is not very high. I spoke with John Selleck. He's the owner and CEO of Harbor Strategic Public Relations in Lansing. And he says this is all leading to big strides in digital campaigning, uh, which means you might notice a lot more of those targeted political ads in your social media feeds. Good digital advertising companies can try to match you up to, say, your Facebook page. And then they can literally target a particular message to you in advertising on your Facebook page. So that was a trend we were already seeing happen, and it's speeding up big time. Now, of course, that kind of targeted, specific advertising requires money and resources. And money and resources are... Things that, you know, people on those down-ballot campaigns just don't really have. So that means a lot of those local candidates, I mean, basically they don't have anything to do but go and knock on doors and try and figure out a way to interact with voters in person because that's the only way they're going to effectively get their message out. In fact, I even saw a campaign mailer in my mailbox uh, last week that had a picture of one local candidate. He had a mask on and he was, you know, waving at somebody at their front door like, hey, just so you know, I'm in this race too. (laughs) Right. And of course, even just showing up at someone's door has an impact. I mean, some people might not like that you're out uh, and actually knocking on people's doors. And that goes along the lines of something that Selleck actually told me. One issue with going door to doors right now is that a candidate can offend a voter at the door before they even utter a word simply by wearing or not wearing a mask. Uh, which has become political somehow. Now, uh, reminder, wear a mask. It's not political. (laughs) It's science and it's the law. But it's also a weird reality of this campaign season in 2020. Absolutely. And now one of the important things to remember for both candidates and for you as a voter is that this pandemic election cycle in Michigan also means that many more people will be voting by mail in August and November. Now, what that means is that candidates have more opportunities to interact with voters and tell them right then and there to fill out the bubble next to their name sitting on their kitchen table. It also means that you, if you do in fact plan to vote by mail, can take your time with your ballot. Now, even though there might not be as many opportunities to physically go and meet with the candidates and talk directly to the candidates, you can still sit down, you know, do some Googling, read up on them, listen to interviews, watch some of the great election reporting that local journalists are doing in 2020 and make your decisions while you do that. So it might be a challenge and it might be very different this year, but it's also an opportunity to make even better informed decisions. So 
Jake, you had a really interesting conversation with John Selleck there, and we wanted to make sure that we played that entire thing for the listeners of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, the switch away from in-person campaigning, that's a huge subject, and we've only really scratched the surface of what it means for candidates and voters. Uh, John and I had a bit more time to dig into it, so here's my conversation with Harbor Strategic Public Relations owner and CEO John Selleck. So, John, as I've been talking with campaigns across the state and people who are on the ground uh, as we lead up to the primaries in August and, of course, the November election as well, I've been hearing uh, something that's very consistent from everyone, and that is it is really hard right now to figure out how to campaign because we can't do it the way uh, that we've done in the past. Uh, door knocking, um, those things uh, in the pan- during the pandemic, uh, a lot of campaigns are not doing those kinds of things. Are you, are you also seeing the same thing? Sure are. I mean, we're living in a time of great experimentation, uh, to be honest, and that may help speed up the use of technology. Uh, in campaigns, which was already starting to kind of catch up to the corporate world. Um, but it's also presenting problems where we know that the uh, the best way to talk to voters and to get them over to your side is the old-fashioned way. It's, it's face-to-face or at least mask-to-mask. Um, so a lot of campaigns are struggling to do that. The info flow that we get in the news, to a large extent, is controlled by the presidential campaigns and what's going on back and forth with those folks. And at that level... It's been a real black or white situation. The, the Biden campaign and the Democrats um, in, in their party have said that they're not going door to door. They're not ready to do it safely. They don't want to endanger their volunteers or their potential voters, whereas the Republican parties and the Trump campaign have said that they started going door to door using all the government issue, um, social distancing and masks and so forth. They've been going door to door since June. While we may be presented with a sort of black and white picture between going door to door and not going door to door, what we see when we look at the candidates closer to the ground, like Congress, um, countywide office, state representatives and so forth, is it doesn't matter what party you're in, they are realizing they need to get to the doors and they are finding ways to do it, both as Republicans and as Democrats. So for people who aren't going door to door, how does that affect their ability to make their case to voters? I mean, uh, this is... This is really how campaigns have been run for time and memorial in a lot of ways. How does this, uh, you know, are people finding ways to do this uh, in any effective way? Well, first of all, the, the political world is always a step behind the corporate world as far as using um, digital technology to target voters. But they are catching up at a rapid pace. And what this environment has done is caused um, some campaigns to go fully digital um, and push that angle. And more so than ever, um, if they have your email address or some kind of data about you and they think that you are their voter or at least persuadable to be their voter, um, then they are spending more money um, on digital targeting to try to find you. And if they've got a good email and some other coming information like your address or something, some other identifying information, good digital advertising companies can try to match you up to, say, your Facebook um, page. And then they can literally target a particular message to you in advertising on your Facebook page. So that was a trend we were already seeing happen, and it's speeding up um, big time. Um, Some candidates have just chosen not to go door-to-door and not do that in-person thing. Some, I think the majority, are trying to find a mix of the two. Because, say I give a list of 100 people uh, to Facebook and say I'd like to identify these people and be able to get to their Facebook page. 
on one day I might only get a 30% match. So I've got 70% of my list I can't communicate with um, in a, in a more, in a targeted way. And so I'm left with the question, do I still try to go door to door and talk to them or don't I? The other complicating factor, Jake, that's making it more urgent to get people back to the doors is we've always had absentee voting, as you know, but because now we seem to be moving rapidly toward the huge percentage, 80 to 90% we've seen in some of the elections this year using mail-in voting, even though we don't technically have mail-in voting in Michigan, um, those ballots are sitting on people's kitchen table inside the door. So if you do go door to door and you handle yourself well and you get to that person, they actually more so than ever are going to be able to walk right back into the house and mark your name down on the ballot. So pretty tempting um, to go after that vote that way. So what does this mean for demographics? Uh, Obviously, we hear a lot about how, um, you know, when it comes to targeting voters uh, digitally, uh, there is sort of an age gap there. Um, How does that play into these conversations? Well, it's a big problem. And it's it's why digital will not be able to fully replace other forms of contact, like sending a piece of mail or actually showing up at someone's door or using the telephone, um, which obviously is something that's really being pressed into use more so. Uh, than usual right now because volunteers who aren't willing to go door to door are willing to make a phone call and with the apps and the technology we have you can participate in a kind of virtual phone bank or a virtual kind of zoom operation but certainly when you talk about age and demographics clearly the older we get the less likely we're going to find people at least under our current generational setup on social media maybe by the time that i'm a senior citizen i've been on social media the whole time and that gap won't exist as much but for my mom for example or my grandma um, they're not gonna, you're not going to find them on social media. Um, and then it becomes a harder decision because if reaching them by the phone and the door and the mail is your only option for those folks and you want to go to the door, that's the population that's the most vulnerable from COVID-19. And you face a whole new set of issues ethically and relationship-wise when you approach their front door. And, and quickly, you know, just remind listeners about the power of communicating with a voter if you're a candidate or a volunteer or someone working on a campaign in person as opposed to through a mediated uh, way of communicating. Uh, you know, I've heard from local uh, campaigns especially that have said, uh, look, people answer questions differently. They ask different questions. You you reach people, you connect with people differently when you're looking right at their face. It's not through a screen, not through a phone. Sure. Well, um, I'm not a psychologist, but I think we all know pretty well that people make judgments, um, even subconsciously, when they see someone. Do they, um, do they like how they dress? Do they like how their voice sounds? Is it friendly? Is it slow? Is it fast? And when we see this kind of information come through digitally on Facebook or on an ad that's being served to your phone, um, those things are going on, but there's no interaction back and forth. Whereas if you go talk to a voter on the door, say that they got a call from a pollster, they really don't know who the person that's calling them is on the other end of the line. And they'll ask them, like, who are you going to vote for? Um, to a large extent, they're going to give a fairly accurate answer. But I think a lot of people are looking at the polls this year and wondering, are they really telling the truth? Do they trust to say, oh, yeah, I might vote? for President Trump this year, as an example, but they don't feel comfortable saying it out loud, so they may not do that. So there's a lot of those people looking at polling data wondering if it's really fully representing um, what's going on. But if you go to someone's door and they are comfortable talking to you, um, whether it's the candidate or the person that's representing the candidate at the door, 
um, right away, again, if they're a friendly person and they're comfortable and calm and they feel kind of a little chemistry when they open the door, right away they're going to be more open to thinking about that candidate. Then tons of people that we talk to, Jake, I'm sure like when you tell folks, hey, I work um, in radio, but we talk to politicians all the time, you'll find that your aunt or your uncle or whatever will say, hey, what is the deal with issue A? Or I've really been annoyed about issue X. And they don't have anybody to talk to about it. That same thing will happen when a candidate or the candidate's volunteer goes to the door. They may have that one sort of like itch to scratch or that one burning question about an issue that doesn't get commonly talked about. They get to actually ask about it. And if you're the one person that got to their one candidate that got to their door, they may say, okay, yeah, I, I talked to that guy. Um, or I talked to that guy's volunteer, that gal's volunteer. I like them. They seem fine. And I just turned around and walked back into the kitchen and put their name on the ballot. Um, there's just no way to replace that interaction where somebody may be more trusting talking to a stranger on their doorstep after they have a minute to kind of judge them than they do even talking to a stranger over the phone. That's really interesting. Uh, at this point, anything else that you want to add on this subject, John? Sure. Um, I think that the change in the availability of, of absentee voter ballots this year is having a huge impact uh, on the race. Um, while COVID is keeping people or it's making them think twice about campaigning on the doorstep, um, they know those ballots are sitting in folks' uh, kitchens or on their dining uh, table. And it becomes more tempting than ever to go to the door and be able to make that connection with somebody there and say, hey, I understand that you have your absentee ballot here. You know, if you're comfortable with me, I sure hope you wouldn't mind going inside and just marking my name down. Um, we're at a the best opportunity for that kind of reaction to happen uh, ever than ever because of how many ballots are out there. The other thing to think about is we don't have the answers and on how this will go and neither do the so-called experts. Um, I don't take this comparison lightly, but an example I would give is right now we're watching all the national drug companies or international drug companies are racing through experiments to try to find a vaccine for COVID-19. And they don't know exactly which one will work, but they are all going through their paths to try to get there as fast as possible. For the campaigns, starting at the national party level, the presidential campaigns, and then to the third party um, vendors and uh, the other technology leaders in the country, they're conducting experiments on us, on voters, literally every hour of every day right now. They don't know which setup, which balance of uh, targeted digital uh, or mail in your mailbox or a phone call or a door-to-door visit will be the right combination to unlock you as a voter. And then on top of it, knowing that those absentee voting ballots are out there more than ever, how you get somebody to quickly grab that thing and fill it out and send it back in as soon as possible so you can bank that vote. So we're going to be seeing these experiments, or actually we won't even notice them, are going to be going on minute by minute, hour by hour, all the way up to Election Day um, to figure out what's the best way to do that. And then when we get into next year, everyone's going to look back and say, okay, how did this work? And God forbid the pandemic is still affecting us going forward into another election. This election will have been a, essentially like a battleground of experimentation um, to see where politics go is going forward. John, always uh, always great catching up with you. Uh, John Selleck, owner and uh, CEO of Harbor Strategic Public Relations in Lansing. Thanks again for joining us on Mishmash. Yeah, thank you so much, Chicken. Glad to be a guest today. Thanks again to John Selleck. That's all for Mishmash. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shana Roth. Thanks for listening.